Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I'm so excited to be with you today. It's been a few days for me because I had, um, I was traveling and, ah, and I'm just so happy to be back. So the sun is rising right now. It's barely up. It's glowing, uh, nice and pink and absolutely gorgeous outside. So, uh, I just was so awake. I wanted to share with you. So today we want to talk about being in, um, in flow with our positive energy or our negative energy. And this is really important because a lot of people think they are the victim of the circumstances around them, when in reality, they are in a loop of sorts. And maybe that loop is positive and they think, oh, look how lucky I am. Look at how wonderful my life is. Or it's negative and they go, oh my God, look at what a horrible experience I'm having and I'm such a victim of my world. And in in a small part, these are true, but in a bigger part, we are the source energy for those loops. And it's up to us to take responsibility for that. So I think I've spoken on this before, but I just wanted to see if maybe we could go deeper today because it's really important to know and to take ownership of how this is happening in your life. So the negative feedback loops will be pain and confusion. The positive feedback loops will be awareness and healing. So if we are feeling pain and confusion or victimhood, any of these lower energies, overwhelm, uh, then we have to like acknowledge that we are in a negative feedback loop. That means we're handing out negative energy and we are getting back negative energy because we attract what we are. So if this is the case, then you want to take some ownership and responsibility to shift yourself into a positive feedback loop. Now, in the beginning stages of shifting, it may not feel very authentic for you. It may feel like you're making it up or that it's not real or that it doesn't, it's not your truth. But what we want to say is that you do it anyway, because as you do it, you will begin to realign and reconnect within to your positive and you'll begin to attract positive and then it will be real for you. When you deny that your reality starts with you, when you deny that you are the source of what you perceive, you are giving away your power. Very simply, you're giving it away and it it is not um, going to be the life you want to live. You will be at the mercy of your own um, reactionary experience. So if we can harness our power and not uh, stumble into reactionary positions, but be in a proactive state, 
uh, an inspired action state versus reaction, if we can honor that God is our uh, co-creator in all that is, and that God's source energy is the wonderful fuel for this reality. It is the absolute fuel. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm so excited. It's just like, this is the energy we want to tap into for this experience and make, 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 and make, and make. Whether you're making peace or you're making a home or you're making family or you're making um, a new invention, uh, you want to be in this energy flow. And maybe you're just going to make peace and you're going to have a nap and you're going to plant a garden. Whatever it is, do it from this place of energy, this beautiful place where everything is fun and exciting and and you will find um, the exciting childlike way to uh, to engage this world around you. Uh, in the negative, everything is work and efforting. <laughs> it's not fun. It's a chore. And it, it, it breaks down our bodies and, and it just really destroys our experience. What do you want? Do you want that negative? And look at how many people have denied their their god source energy and have, and their bodies are telling them this is the wrong way this is the wrong way aches and pains this is the wrong way chronic disease this is the wrong way always like letting us know but we don't listen we don't listen so um, by listening and recognizing that i create with god source energy my reality right now I can change everything right now. I've had the experience before where I've been in chronic back pain, I mean severe back pain, and then been in the, um, been in the, uh, what you would call, um, I went and saw a friend, I was in her presence, that's what I was looking for, I was in her presence, and during the 15 minutes I was in her presence, I was pain free. It didn't matter which way, I turned, squat, blah, blah, all the things I was doing before that caused me pain were gone. I was like nimble and, and pain-free and I was just like so noticing it. And then it came back after my visit. So I've heard of people who have such chronic pain um, in their hands that their hands are completely like curled up and, um, and they can't use them and they're in severe pain. And, but yet, yet they sit down and play the piano as a professional an hour or two hours a day pain-free. So the passion and the, the, the permission to be in our truth all the time, not just for one hour a day, not just for the 15 minutes I was with my friend. You know, she didn't heal me. I let go of my resistance and worthiness in those 15 minutes. The musician who sat down and played pain-free didn't have a miracle for one hour a day, every day. What he had was a belief in his permission to share in the joy of God's source energy, but only for an hour. Let's do it all the time. I remember when I was a child and I woke up so excited for the day and I feel that now on my toes. I feel it right now looking out the window and seeing that light come up and that light tells me the day is just beginning and there's so much to explore and there's so much to do and I want to do it all. And I'm excited and I want to play in the dirt. 
you know, like, and I want to plant a garden. I remember when I was a kid making my own garden and diligence it took and my mom didn't help me at all, but I went out there and I tore out the grass and I put rocks around it. I made a little sacred space to plant my plants and I believe something grew, but (laughs) I was very young and without the, um, guidance to, to know more, right? My experience was limited. It was limited in my attention and, you know, all of that. And just, you know, I just didn't have the support for that. Um, and I lost, I lost, what do you call that? The excitement when it gardens grow slowly. So my attention went to other things, but I, um, I think that we all owe it to ourselves to tap into that child energy and to start living as a child with the excitement, with the fun, and with the ability to put down something when it starts to become effort or work and turn to something fresh and exciting and inspired. You know, follow the action, the pro-action, the inspired action rather than suddenly find ourselves in a reactionary state. And that's how my back goes out when I push too far, you know? That's how people injure themselves because the body's telling them something else and they're not listening. It's like when a horse says, no, I don't want to go this way. And a, and a rider says, yes, I want you to go that way. And the rider pushing and the horse resisting will cause the rider to fall off because the horse is going to rear up. That's the point where they two meet and then the horse rears up and that is that moment. So in our lives, that rearing up is the body pushing against our, our you know, willfulness to do something that is not in alignment with our God source energy at that moment. Ah, so perfect timing, perfect action, you know, unconditional love. These are the things we want to bring to every single moment of our experience. And when we do that, magic happens. Absolute magic. It is so cool. So amazing. So um, let's go and talk about some of this, the negative feedback loops that we can put ourselves in. And I know we've been kind of like bouncing back and forth between the two, but the negative loops are so intrinsic that even when I work with people, even when I talk with them, they defend the loops. They, uh, they want to stay there. So what comes before um, stepping out of the loop is this absolute determination to turn it around at all costs, which means you have to deny the voice that defends it. You have to deny the voice that wants to drag you back with those exceptions and the, the crazy and all of that. You want, you want to come back to center. Um, center is the letting go of the negative, right? Just let go. And uh, this harnessing. So I find for many of the people I work with that the negative starts in the mind. The mind is this tool of um, of of I want to say williness, <laughs> willy willy, silly willy. It's the mind is um, many perceives they've been brainwashed to think that the mind is the intellect. The intellect is the power of you, and it is not your power. It is not your superhero power. 
For some, they are gifted in certain mental you know, capacities. But the mind um, is a tool. And it is not who you are. Your muscles are tools. You know, your personality is a tool. Your arms and legs are tools. They are not who you are. You came fully equipped to navigate this reality. But then to personify the tools as you is missing the whole point. The point that you are God's source energy and you came here into this experience, which included the tools of the experience, to create, to create simple creation. And the creation could be very beautiful and simple. It could be extremely elaborate. And guess what? They all have the same magic. They all have the same value. Creating is creating. When I have children in my art class and they want to shift gears from their masterpiece to just drawing on a piece of paper or working with clay uh, to make some goofy little something to take home, I'm all for it. Because creating is creating. All right, It doesn't have to be a masterpiece every time. It doesn't have to win a Nobel Peace Prize to count. It doesn't have to be like something that you can show off and show the whole world. It doesn't have to be. It can just be. It can just be something simple. We have to remember that everything on this planet like came into reality through God's source energy, you know, like through that energy. And it may have been um, misused by man, but it came into being. And even the simplest things, even the things that we don't think have any rhyme or reason, you know, they came into being through God's source energy. So, uh, it's, there is no, there is no limit. Like we have, um, something called, uh, what is that stuff called? That sticky stuff that kids make and play with. Oh, slime. We have slime, but the joy it has brought so many people, the calming, you know, ness it has brought. So it calms my daughter. It's like, it's something to do with the hands when we are denied through our technology and the way we, we do life, we've been denied so much of the tactile experience of life. Kids aren't playing in the dirt anymore. Parents are telling them, oh no, that's dirt. You're so dirty. Don't, get, don't go in the dirt. And it's a bad thing. Um, they're being denied everything and yet handed iPads and iPhones to, to play on. Where is the tactile? Where is the touching? Where's the sticky? Where's the dirty? Where's the wet? Where's the dry? Where's the prickly? Where's the, oh, I just poked my finger on a little caterpillar. Where is all of this stuff? Like, I remember my grandmother having a cactus. It was huge. It was like a cigar, a Seguro cactus or something. It was right by the back door. I mean, literally right there. And it was six feet tall. And let me tell you, we had a lot of respect for that cactus. But as a child, it was available for me to touch and explore. And I probably touched it a couple of times and I total respect. It had quills that were two inches long. I mean, it was, it was serious, hardcore cactus. You didn't mess with it. Um, it's like the coolest thing to know that we can touch things. Uh, it was funny because recently the memory of this this bug I saw, and I saw this bug when I, I, I'm pretty sure I was in my thirties and I was walking in a parking lot next to like a warehouse place where people, you know, store stuff or they run businesses out of, but it's very basic. And 
this red thing caught my eye and I went over and looked at it and it was so gorgeous. Like it gives me goosebumps to remember it. It was maybe an inch and a quarter, inch and a half long and it was red, like gorgeous. The richest oxygen rich blood red you can imagine and it looked like velvet. Oh, it was just, I wanted to touch it. It was an insect, by the way. I wanted to pet it, touch it. It looked like a giant ant. It didn't have any wings. It was walking along very calmly. It was all by itself. There was none other. And I was so desperate. I've never seen this creature in my entire life. How could I have not seen it in 30 years? And um, I... I wanted to hold it and touch it, but I didn't want to interfere with its its life, you know. So I left it. I took a picture of it with my camera. This is before I had a cell phone that took pictures that I remember of. And anyway, it was amazing. I looked it up, and it was a red velvet wasp. A red velvet wasp. Simply gorgeous. It did say it can sting you really bad, so I was smart in not touching it or picking it up. Um... But it was just like, I was present enough to have the opportunity to witness this creature that's extremely elusive, evidently, if I haven't seen it in 30 years, because I spend a lot of time outside. But how incredibly cool. And, you know, I could imagine what it t- it felt like because I've touched velvet. And I could just imagine. And that's, I had my imagination for that since um, I was not about to touch it. But Do you see, like, to be present, to want to touch something versus being like having our minds, you know, usurped into machinery that guides us with with very limited options of what to do and no option for touch, no option for smell, no option for taste, you know, no option for intuition. The intuition gets shut down in these things. So we have to be mindful and choose um, make, make very, very, you know, hardcore, honest choices in this moment. And so pain and disempowerment, these come from the negative loops that we choose and you can choose to shift into a positive loop. You have a choice, negative loop, positive loop. And if you start your day going into a positive loop, appreciating. So we talk about appreciation um, and gratitude. I'm so grateful for this beautiful room I'm in. I'm so grateful for the sun rising. I'm so grateful for sunlight. I'm so grateful for the gorgeous, yummy fleece covers on my bed. I'm so grateful for Toulouse sleeping with me at night. And I'm grateful that I can yawn and release the energies that no longer serve me. I am so, so grateful. This is how we do it. We practice gratitude. We put ourselves into a, a positive loop. It doesn't just have to be like, I'm going to fix myself. No, just gratitude and, and positivity will bring the healing into your life. It's so much fun and it's so easy. I'm sending you lots of love. Mwah, mwah. Big hugs. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or... Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.